All right, guys, welcome back to Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level, with me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We're back here for our Week 11 picks in the NFL. And uh, Dylan, who is uh, battling back from not only his Rams being uh, in a sad state right now, but uh, Dylan uh, bouncing back from illness here. So we're not going to make him talk too much uh, on this week's episode. And uh, luckily, Dylan, I don't think you have a lot to talk about when it comes to the Rams either. So it's it's all good here. You, you'll be fine. So yeah, after that last game against the Cardinals, I, I I'm glad we didn't have that uh, episode on Monday because <laughs> don't know what I would have said. It was painful to watch. All of it was painful. I was in pain. There's just pain everywhere. So that was the theme of the the weekend for the Rams and well, fans. Yeah, we'll see if that continues. Uh, spoiler alert: with our picks, uh, it may. Um, all right, let's jump into our picks. We're gonna roll through these pretty quickly this week. Um, our game of the week, uh, back to a one-game pick, and uh, what do you know? It involves the Vikings again, who certainly had the game of the week last year, or excuse me, last week, um, to say the least, as we did go with the Bills and Vikings, and I'd say that turned out okay. Uh, don't know if this next one meets it, but it could be really good, and that's the Cowboys, who are one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road uh, there in Minneapolis against the Vikings. Um, I was a little surprised, Dylan, by the Cowboys being a favorite in this one, coming off the loss to the Packers. Vikings coming off the win of the Bills, but as we say, Vegas knows something, and uh, they like something about this matchup for the Cowboys here, but I'm going to pick the Vikings in this one. I'm I'm just going to kind of, I said it to you before, like I just, sometimes I get surprised the Vikings record is what it is, but it is what it is, and um, so I, I'm going to lean back on them to, to find a way to win this one. Yeah, they keep finding ways to win, obviously. I, I was reading some models of win expectancy if they'd played that Bills Vikings game a hundred times that the Bills would have won 98 times given the yardage and how the game flow went all the fumbles were recovered by the Vikings they're obviously converted on a lot of fourth downs that uh, not just the fourth and 18 with the Justin Jefferson catch but a lot of just total plays that racked up but still I think despite even if they'd lost that game I think the Vikings uh, gained a lot of um uh, fans are starting to believe in them and, and pundits too, just because the fact they're in it with what it has been considered for a while and maybe not so much at the moment, the top Super Bowl contender with what the Chiefs have looked like. And obviously now the Bills dropping a couple here, uh, both really close games. But um, I, I think the Vikings definitely gained a lot of respect for what they did. And I, th- I still think they're a really good side despite all of that. Uh, and I know that the Cowboys just blew that game against the, the Packers. I don't know if the Vikings have the same ability to just completely – not just give up completely on at least early in the game, throwing the ball and just run, 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 run like Green Bay did, wore them down. And then, then they started passing and, and opened up some things. Minnesota does have the ability to be versatile uh, with their offense. They do run the ball well. Um, I just think Dallas, um, I think this is still a really good defense. I think that wasn't their best effort overall. Still a few plays here and there in that game that could have gone differently, and it's a much different result for the Cowboys and Green Bay. I still think they're one of the best teams in the league overall, even if I, I know the Vikings are they're tied now with the Eagles atop the NFC. But I don't think they, in this one at home, man, I, I, I almost wanted to go with them. But I think that Dallas's defense has a resurgent effort here um, and makes a statement with a with a win over Minnesota in a game that could be, uh, you know, a playoff preview easily. These are two of the top three teams at this point in the NFC. Yep, could be indeed. Uh, these two are playing well, aside from, as we said, the Cowboys losing uh, to the Packers. But there is our game of the week. Now on to our betting locks of the week. And, uh, Dylan, I'm going back to the the well for mine. Um, the Browns are at the Bills. The Bills are eight-point favorites in this one. I picked against the Browns last week. This is my betting lock against the Dolphins. That worked out pretty well. 
Now they'll play the Bills, who um, should have you know a little motivation here to bounce back in a big way um, at home. So we are a week away from the return of Deshaun Watson uh, as the starter for the Browns. I just think this is a Browns team that I, I don't really expect a whole lot out of uh, in this matchup in, in Buffalo. So I'm going to take the Bills to cover the eight-point spread here. Yeah, even with the, the weather stuff, I think the Bills should roll here. We just saw with the Browns, <laughs> Man, the, the Dolphins' offense, pretty insane what they've done all year. But they just took it to another level. They were had no problems moving the ball on them. I think the Bills are going to get a, have a get-right kind of performance They've after these losses that have been really tough games that have been really tough uh, just in terms of, you know, from their point of view, they probably should have won both. It's the red zone interceptions from Josh Allen that you feel like are going to get corrected. And uh, I don't know if the Browns defense just even poses nearly the same um, challenge as the, as the Jets and the Vikings last week. So yeah, I think the bills, even with the, no matter what the conditions are, they should roll on this game. I think they're going to be mad. They're going to come out there with a lot of fire under their, you know what? And I think they're going to probably win this game by at least a couple touchdowns. All right, you're headed to Indianapolis for your betting lock of the week. The Eagles, six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Indy to play the Colts. Eagles, of course, trying to bounce back from that surprising loss to the Commanders um, in Week 10. Colts, meanwhile, um, managed to pick up a win against the Raiders. Then again, who doesn't these days? Um, And, you know, I think this is a a six-and-a-half. I'm kind of with you. I think the Eagles should win this game by a touchdown. Um, Was a nice story, I guess, for the Colts to get that win. Jeff Saturday's first game, but uh, the Raiders and Eagles, a little bit, a little bit of separation there between those two teams. Yeah, these are very different teams, and I think an Eagles team that you know got a little humbled, uh, even if they had some calls and didn't go their way in that last game. I still feel like they uh, look at the what the, the body of work they had and felt like they uh, did not put together the best performance. Obviously, the Commanders have been better with Taylor Heineke, but nonetheless, if you're going to be a Super Bowl contender like the Eagles consider themselves, you got to win those games. I think they come back and. Yeah, uh, get the the Colts off their high horse a bit after uh, what happened in that game against the Raiders. Um, a lot of good plays made by Matt Ryan. That one scramble was hilarious, and all the reactions from all his teammates. And it was a good story for Jeff Saturday to get a win despite all the doubts and all the everyone uh, seemingly being like, "What the heck is going on with this hiring?" Including myself. But I think the Eagles. I mean, we have Nick Sirianni here. This is a little bit of a revenge game, not for necessarily him. Um, as the Colts offensive coordinator for a few years, but you know, with Frank Reich being fired, a guy that he was coaching under, uh, the guy that he coached with previously, and now he's gone. This is the replacement. Maybe uh, Sirianni has something extra up his sleeve to make a statement to the Colts organization after what they uh, what happened with Frank. So um, I, I think the Eagles are just a better football team, at least by a touchdown. Uh, maybe the Colts defense makes this interesting. They have been playing hard. I'll give them that. They they put a good effort out there. I just think the Eagles, after what happened in the last game, are going to make more of a statement that, hey, we're still one of those good teams and uh, probably win this game at least by a touchdown. That's why I picked it as the lock here. Yep, should be a bounce-back spot, uh, you would think, for the Eagles. All right, to our upsets of the week, uh, I am headed to Atlanta for this one because the Bears are on the road to play the Falcons, who are three-point favorites in this game. Boy, this is you talk about a matchup of unpredictable teams here in terms of uh, outcomes this season. Um I just think the Bears have to win one of these games, as you kind of noted before we started recording. Like they got to win one of these eventually. And, you know, lost by three to the Dolphins, lose by a point to the Lions. I just think they find a way to win this one. Um, the Falcons looked absolutely brutal against the Panthers. Um, they were terrible in that game. And I just, both teams are hard to trust, don't get me wrong, but 
it's the kind of game, Dylan, where I look at and say, who do I feel like I can trust the most right now? There's not a high confidence in either, but here's who I can trust. I can trust Justin Fields and the way he's playing, and I just tend to think that the Falcons' offense will not be able to pose the same kind of threats that the Bears have seen in their past, what, three games against the Cowboys, Dolphins, and even the Lions. Um, I just don't have enough trust in the, in the Falcons' offense to think they can win this one, so I'm going to go with the Bears as my upset pick. As much as I've really enjoyed the Bears, and I yeah, I think the mindset that a lot of Bears fans have is a good one. It's that jo- uh, Justin Fields looks fantastic. Whatever happens with the in the win column doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe even better that you're barely losing some games. This is the ideal for teams that yeah. don't have much to play for in one season. You want to see your best players look good and your young players look like they're making strides while you get better draft position. That's exactly what's happening. And I just, as much as I think, yeah, the Bears got to win one of these games, I, there's just <laughs> something weird about this one. I, I I could see it just like Justin Fields just going off and the Bears cruising to a win. But their defense, uh, I don't know if it's just the actual lack of, you know, losing the talent of guys like Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith or if it's just the leadership of them being gone. But the defense is completely has been completely out the window. Not that the Falcons' defense has been that good. I, was, I need to look at the over-under on this 49-and-a-half. I could see it. I could see that in play because these are just two teams on that side of the ball that have not gotten things done. I know you're mentioning the Falcons' offense, but they've still been pretty solid uh, across the board, and I think with what the Bears are playing, this could be a kind of back-and-forth affair. Uh, I'll go with the Falcons being at home just because I, as much as I think the Bears will look great, they just keep finding ways to lose these games, whether it be missed extra points or obviously the defense. Uh, some some turnovers. Uh, the, the pick six, obviously not great against the Lions uh, from Justin, but uh, I I would like to see the Bears win. But I'm gonna just something. It's more of a feel thing here, where I don't know. It just seems like they're. Uh, this is kind of the theme of how things are going for them. And I think the Falcons are a bit better than they looked in that last game. Um, I think uh, when they lost on Thursday night, I think that they uh, come back and at least the offense puts up a good performance and wins a shootout in this one. All right, this next one I don't think is going to be a shootout. Uh, the Jets at the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots, three-point favorites in Foxborough. Um, this is your upset of the week. I'm going to go with the Patriots. They obviously looked really good, uh, defensively at least. Uh, made some big plays on defense in that first meeting, which, by the way, was not that long ago, just a couple weeks ago. These two teams played. Uh, now they play here again. Uh, I, I tend to think, you know, Belichick with a week off here, uh, the preparation, I feel like they'll be in a good spot to win this one. Should be a close game. Uh, but I could certainly make the argument as you're going to uh, for the Jets to to kind of get their revenge in this one too. So, yeah, I, it's I mean I, I obviously the second half of that last game the Patriots dominated, but if they if they do not have that roughing the passer call on on the pick six from uh, from John Franklin at Myers I think it was, I mean that's just a completely different result. It's basically a ten point swing in that moment. I mean they're they're up by a couple touchdowns at that point. Just a different game, and I, I think we we saw the Jets' resilience with how they came back despite that result. Everyone, it kind of was like, oh, this, here's the Jets again, and they're going to play the Bills, and it's not going to be good. And then they go out and find a way to win that game. I think their defense has been fantastic. Um, this one, I think it's just a coin flip game overall. Uh, that's how ESPN's Football Power Index sees it. It's, uh, they have the Pats as a 50.4, I believe it was, 50.4 favorite, and then 48%. Uh, uh, with a little bit better for the tie, obviously, but for the Jets right there. So these teams are uh, they're pretty evenly matched, and they're uh, kind of similar in the way that we've seen both defenses come together and put together solid performances, uh, both top 10 DVOA defenses, both offenses uh, hovering 
uh, around the 20s. The Jets, uh, actually seven spots better than New England. Um, special teams, pretty even. They're just pretty similar teams with their current setups. So the defense is dominating. The way the run game has to set up things for their, their ability to pass. And I, I think some of these guys in the Jets, though, some individuals. Garrett Wilson had another fantastic game against the Bills. I don't know. Things are coming together for them on that side where – Yes, it's, it's just been a, you know, they keep, I don't forget the exact streak that the, the Patriots have, have won over them, or at least, a, you know, out of the last like 20 games, pretty ridiculous numbers with their domination of the Jets. But maybe this is a moment where we see the breakthrough from them. Um, I, I do think the Jets are pretty, I mean, they're ninth in total DVOA. That is not something we thought going into the season, even with uh, optimism that they would make improvements on offense. I think the defense is the biggest thing. We talked about them being so bad last year. And, man, this is a game where if they can make a statement in Foxborough, what it would do for that fan base and obviously their playoff positioning because the AFC, as good as the Jets should feel at 6-3, and three, uh, there's three teams there at 5-4 and four with a couple of them out of playoff spots. So it's going to be a tough race down the end. These game, This is a crucial game for both teams. You could make that argument that whoever loses this game might be, be in a little bit of trouble with all the competition they have for those last playoff spots. But um, I think the Jets find a way to, to do, you know, not have, if they don't have one of those big backbreaker plays like they did in that last uh, matchup, I could see them taking this one. All right. We will sprint through our quick picks here, and we start with a Thursday night game, the Titans at the Packers. Packers, three-point favorites. And this one, Dylan, um, I'm going Packers here. Obviously, it's must win as it gets uh, last week against the Cowboys. Found a way to get that done. Titans offense still leaves a lot to be desired for me. Um, and I just think this is probably a decent setup here for the Packers. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I really struggled with this one. I know we talked about <laughs> it at the beginning, but I thought, yeah, the Packers figured some things out and I'm all, ab- all aboard the Christian Watson train. I don't think it was just a <laughs> fluke or, or a one-off with what he did in the, in that game against, um, the Cowboys. I, I think he's coming into his own. We're seeing his trust and, and what he's seeing on the field, how he, how he's adjusting to the different coverages to run routes and get on the same page as Rodgers. And it was pretty great uh, down there at the stretch and at some pretty big moments and fourth downs. I mean, just clutch play after clutch play. In addition to the fact the Packers running game has still been great. And, and I think we talked about that when they were really struggling to pass. It's crazy how setting up the, as much as you don't, and not necessarily every team needs to run the setup to pass. It really felt like the Green Bay Packers did have to do that. Um, and despite them trailing, they never gave up on the run. And that's a thing that a lot of team, a lot of, I mean, the Rams have done that quite a few times. You could argue over the years with McVay, but LaFleur stuck to it. And I think they maybe figured some things out with their offense. And I mean, on that side of the ball, if they can start to just move up the pass efficiency with how they're running, it's a problem. Um, I think the Titans defense is really good though. Uh, so I don't think this is an easy game. So, and especially on the short week, I'm like, Something about this, they have Titans have the number one rush defense DVOA in the league. Like it, it's not a great matchup for Green Bay. So I I picked the Packers mostly because they're at home. I don't feel fantastic about this one though. Like I really I really could see this going either way. I it's partially I think it's the other side of the ball too. Packers defense hasn't been great, but it's not like the Titans have uh, torched the earth. And I I worry that that we're gonna see. Uh, I, especially on the ground, as we've talked about a lot, Green Bay struggles to defend the run. They're one of the worst run defenses uh, efficiency-wise in the league. Could be a big Derrick Henry game. Could be a, a big running uh, attack game for Tennessee. I, I'm still I, everything I'm saying. I'm like, am I really going to pick the Packers? I'm going to stick with the Packers, <laughs> but 
I'm telling you, this is one that I could easily be. Uh, this episode will come out on Thursday on game day for Titans Packers. Right. Could easily be that night where I'm like, "Yep, this is exactly what I what I was afraid of." But we'll find out. It's a huge one for Green Bay, obviously in the playoff uh, in the, for their playoff hopes. Titans probably feeling a bit better even with that crowded AFC, uh, just given that they're in the division they're in, so that they don't have maybe as much stress as some of these other AFC teams. All right, let's see what we have to say about this next one. The Rams at the Saints. Uh, the Saints are four-point favorites. Oh God. This game in New Orleans, I'm going Saints here, Dylan. You know, we talked about it before. I went back and forth on this a little bit, but I just can't pick the Rams. No Cooper Cup. Um, they've already struggled offensively. Um, Stafford's. I just, yeah, I'm going to pick the Saints to, to win this one. Yeah, and I don't even know. Uh, the last update I saw was Stafford still in the concussion protocol yeah. yesterday. Um yeah, there's not. I feel bad because the defense, as we've talked about, has been pretty solid this year. Um, maybe not. It's slowed down. The pass defense has gotten worse. It is really soft coverage a lot of the time. It's it's a product of the the people they have, um, and some of the young guys not coming into their own and asking a lot of them. But man, it's it's all about the offense right now. The offensive line. They had another player. Larry Jackson is out with uh, for the season with blood clots. I mean, it's just another guy got hurt. It's out four six weeks. It's like these are guys I don't even. They're on like, they're like the fifth eleven man. You know, eleven to fifteen man of these of these offensive line. It's getting ridiculous. So this yeah, Cooper Cup obviously just happy that he's not so seriously hurt to the point of you know I'm not even worried about this season. His availability next year doesn't sound like it's in question, and that's probably the most important thing for Rams fans and for. Cooper Cup. It's not something that fantasy owners would want to hear, but obviously, even uh, I don't know if he if he is going to come back. It, it wouldn't be till late in the year, mm-hmm. and I doubt it if they're completely out of the race. They got so many problems, and that's not even. Uh, there's so many things I could say about the Rams right now, but I, <laughs> that's not the concern. The concern is this game against a, a Saints team that also isn't good, but I think is better. Um, and that's all you have to be to beat the Rams right now. So I think the Rams, uh, the defense for New Orleans will make some plays, probably completely stifle the Rams. If New Orleans just doesn't turn the ball over, that's the only thing that they have uh, to uh, to be afraid of here. But the Rams really haven't, you know, again, the, the coverage has been soft. I can see New Orleans getting some things done over over the middle and uh, taking their time down the field and winning a pretty low-scoring affair. The over-under here, 39. That's only one point higher than Patriots, uh, Jets. Yeah. I, I don't I would probably go on the under. Uh, it's just that kind of yeah. that's how the Rams season has gone. Lions at the Giants. Giants three point favorites uh, at home in this one. Uh, I know the Lions coming off a win in Chicago, but uh, I just think the Giants probably find a way to, to to take care of business here. So I'm going with them. Yeah, this is one I feel like if if uh, I don't get my betting lock with the Eagles, this is the one that I'm going to regret because <laughs> yeah, the Giants are you know. Uh, maybe the most fantastic seven and two, I believe at the at the moment uh, record, um, but they're still solid. Like they're still finding ways to win in three points against against Houston. Like, or uh, sorry, against the Lions. Like I, I know the Lions have put together some better efforts. The offense found some things going against uh, the Bears, but the Bears' defense is not as good as the Giants. Um, I think the Giants easily roll to this win uh, over Detroit. Uh, the I think there's another one that'll qualify for that as well. The Panthers are at the Ravens. The Ravens, 12-point favorites at home. I'm almost, I almost made this my betting log, so therefore yeah. that should tell you what my thoughts are on this game. I think the Ravens' defense, um, Baker's in at quarterback, and I just don't have – I know the Ravens have been thrown on a little bit this year, but I just don't have a lot of, a lot of hope here for the Panthers in this game. No, I don't either. Um, I think just the spread being a little too high for me to feel optimistic about getting the cover. That was the only concern. I, I have no concerns about the Ravens winning this game. They're just a significantly better football team. 
Um, Panthers, I mean, yeah, they, they, they've done some okay things, um, you know, winning the game last week, winning, uh, beating Tampa Bay. They haven't completely just fallen off um, after uh, firing that rule. If anything, they've had more inspired efforts, but they're still not a great football team. Um, and I think the Ravens are, you know, even if the defense isn't perfect, it's improved and the offense is pretty dang good. So I think Baltimore cruises to a win. It's just a question of you know, if they win by 10 or if they actually cover and win by 14 or 17 or something like that. Yeah. Commanders for the Texans. Commanders, three-point favorites on the road, obviously coming off their biggest win of the season. It's the Eagles. Uh, I find this one a little tricky, maybe, coming off a big win like yeah. that. But the Texans just aren't very good. And um, so I think the commanders sneak this one out. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if we, we see an upset here. This has the feel of a letdown game for the commanders with how the <laughs> Heineke the hype and how they've looked. And I, I've enjoyed it. They've They've been a fun team to follow the last few weeks. The defense is starting to get better again. The special teams have been really good. Um, so I'm picking them because I think Houston is just that bad. Um, I think their offense is atrocious. I think if they want a chance to win this game, they're going to have to run the ball well and just not turn it over and hope that Washington does. Uh, otherwise, if Washington takes care of the, of the Rock, they, they're they still a better team, even if they're not you know, at 5-5, five and five, just a half game out of a playoff spot. Maybe they're not as good as they've have played up to the last few weeks, but I don't know. I, I really do think, we, you know, going back to 2020, that defense went healthy was pretty dang good and they're at third they've they've really skyrocketed up to 13th in dvoa at this point on that side of the football um really the only unit in this game that uh is uh, you know anywhere close to the, the top half of the league or in this case a little bit above it uh in their ranking so maybe that's the a lot of times in these uh, situations with two teams that i'm questionable about i just take the team that has the one clearly uh best unit on the field out there uh, Raiders at the Broncos. Broncos two and a half point favorites in this game. Does anyone really win here? Fans want uh, both their coaches out. So somebody's got to. Well, they don't have to win, do they? They could go to a tie. Wouldn't that be the ultimate thing here? Yeah, for these two teams to go to a tie. <laughs> but I'm going to pick the Broncos honestly because they're the home team. Raiders defense is terrible. But I'll be honest, I still don't know that the Broncos will be able to do enough offensively uh, in this game to perhaps win, even as bad as the Raiders defense has been. But they're the home team. I I'll pick them. But this is a game that. I want no part of. So, if you can't score on the Raiders' defense, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to tell you for for the Broncos. I, they I know. struggled in the first game. You actually look back at it; yep. they only had like twelve first downs in the first game. These two teams play like they were not very good in that one either. So, I don't know. There's a lot of times where in DVOA teams have like weighted numbers that are better or worse than their actual number and projections for the rest of the year. The Raiders are last in total DVOA, expected uh, weighted DVOA. They're expected DVOA the rest of the way. They are the worst pass defense. And yet, like you said, you, it's just with the Broncos, it's you never know. Um, I think I, I'm, again, in a game with no clear um, – or for a lot of, you know, both teams are pretty bad, but there's one clear unit that's one of the best in the league, and that's Denver's defense, or fourth in DVOA. Maybe they force some turnovers. The fact that this game's in Denver, uh, I think that gives them a, maybe a slight edge. Um, not that the Raiders have played great at home, but, uh, I, yeah, it's just I think Raiders are trending down in a way that, you know, they're that for a large portion of this year looked, or, you know, early in the year, they, they easily could still be, Four and five. They had some pretty ridiculous losses, especially the Cardinals one. But other games that they easily could have won. Just little things here and there. They've, unlike the Vikings, that have I think the Vikings are seven and zero in one score games, which is really hard to keep up. I think the Raiders have lost all of their one score games. 
So maybe this is the time when they, they bounce uh, a back and find a way to get one done. But I don't know. I just the, the offense didn't look great against the Colts. So I think it's a much even uh, tougher Denver defense they're facing. So I, I really can, I'm worried if they if they turn the ball over a couple times, even if Denver's offense looks terrible, just make a few field goals and get out out of this one with like a 15 to 10 win or something like that. Uh, the Bengals are four point favorites on the road in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Uh, I know the Steelers won the opening week game here this year, Dylan, but uh, I think the Bengals offensively still in a better spot right now, and so um, I'll take the Bengals to to get their revenge here in this one. Yeah, the only reason I didn't pick it as a lock is because of what TJ Watt did in that week one game, and obviously he's back. Yeah. Um, Bengals probably hope being like, how did we not have the second rematch <laughs> scheduled before his return? But <laughs> here he is. Um, the Steelers looked okay on defense, uh, obviously against the Saints, but it's a much different unit as we're talking about with the Bengals. I think the Bengals have figured things out. Early in the year, a lot of teams had answers to the test um, based on what they saw from Cincinnati last year. I think Cincinnati's adjusted in a, in a really good way. Um, I think the Bengals are just a better football team at the end of the day. And I think obviously they have had some really, uh, unlike some of these other teams we've talked about, they've had some really tough close uh, losses early in the year. Um, despite their five and four record, they are uh, projected to be a top six total DVOA team by the end of the year. They're in the top 10 on both sides of the ball. They have a lot of balance, and I think it's the defense for Cincinnati, the fact that they have maintained that level of play. And even in that week one game, they should have won, obviously. They had the missed extra point. They had the missed really short kick. Even with all the things that went against them, they still had a good chance. I think Burrow does not turn the ball over as much. He may take a bunch of sacks again. But I think uh, I think that's just – I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be able to do enough on the other side when they have the ball. So Cincinnati's the pick. It just That's the only reason. If Watt wasn't back and I saw this four-point spread, I would have considered it, honestly, as my lock. Yeah. Chiefs uh, could be a lock, six and a half point favorites at the Chargers. Uh, the Chiefs, to me, are just um, a better team. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Um, Chargers still trying to get their guys back. Uh, I just think the Chiefs are, are a better team and take care of business here. Yeah, the Chargers have regressed a bit on on offense. Obviously, they've had a ton of injuries, as we talked about. Um, but, I mean, the, it's just you, you saw in the second half against the San Francisco, just completely stagnant. They had a good opening script. And after that, it's a combination of the injuries, but I know there's been questions about Lombardi and the play calling on that uh, for this team. Um, and it's just the Chiefs' defense hasn't been terrible uh, by any means, as we've talked about. They still aren't ranking really high or anything, but they are at least uh, have a reasonable unit that they put out there. So the Chargers might put up some points. But they're, they're, their run defense is the worst in the league, um, at least DVOA-wise. Uh, I know that Kansas City, you know, obviously they're going to want to pass the ball around, but they've uh, quickly this year obviously run uh, put an emphasis on running, and we saw it in a lot of the second half against Jacksonville. Pacheco has looked – he's running with a purpose every time he gets the ball. He's kind of taken over overall for them. And, yeah, they're as you said, they're just a significantly better football team. This one, uh, another one that I, I could easily come back and look at this is how did I miss this as a lock because even if the Chargers put up points – I think the Chiefs put up a big number, and they—they they always there's going to be a ton of Chiefs fans as there always are in Los Angeles. So, um, I don't think the fact that this game in, is in LA doesn't uh, really change the doesn't really help the Chargers so much in the with the spread there. All right, our final game in Mexico City: the 49ers, eight point favorites on the well on the road as the Cardinals are on the road um, yeah. in this matchup <laughs> here. Yeah, I I'm going to the 49ers here. I just think the way things are starting to set up for them, um, I just yeah I like the way. I like the direction that they are trending in at this moment, so I'll pick the Niners to win this one. 
Yeah, I don't know. Do you know if Colt McCoy is playing again? There was that one take from an Arizona yeah. newspaper that there shouldn't be a Q, there should be a, a switch at QB even <laughs> if Kyler is healthy, which is hilarious. Um, oh this, yeah. No matter who's playing though, the Arizona, they, I mean, they they beat the Rams. It's not saying anything with the way the Rams have looked. Yeah. They're still a really bad football team in San Francisco, as we've known. Despite you know at the time at one point I think they were three and four, but obviously up to five and four. We knew they were better than their record indicated, and we saw that in the second half. Their defense is coming together. The offense has balance, and Jimmy G made actually actually really made some good plays and plays and, and moments that uh, not just wide open guys as there's always a stereotype about. I know there's still a lot about his ten and two record with the 49ers when he doesn't throw a touchdown pass, and there's truth to that. Um, but I thought he made some uh, enough of the, of the throws you need him to with the talent that they have. He's distributing the ball well. They're still going to run the ball well against an Arizona defense that uh, hasn't been like one of the worst in the league, but they're just pretty average, pretty, pretty mediocre, and it's the other side of the ball. I just really worry about what Arizona's offense can do against the 49er defenses playing with their hair on fire. So Niners, uh, if I had to pick on the spread, I'd pick them to cover this game too. I just think they're a better football team. We have seen them at times play down to their competition, but it, we're getting to the middle of November. You're starting to see teams be a little more consistent. As as inconsistent as this whole season has been across the league, um, I think at this point we are starting to see the Niners hone in on their personality and who they are. And I think this is another big game as they try to uh, well with Seattle off this week, I believe. Right, uh, you know yeah. they, they'll be tied with Seattle and they won the first game, so they'd actually take first place over in the NFC West. And I feel like they'd probably be deserving of it. All right, there are picks for uh, week eleven as the sun blares in here into the window, Dylan. Hopefully, hopefully that is the sun for your Los Angeles Rams to uh, get back on track here. <laughs> we'll see if that's going to happen. But uh, let everybody know if they can find everything at Clutch Points to get them ready for week eleven. Yeah, not counting on it, but if you do want to follow the Rams Saints game, I would recommend you follow some other games. But you can go in the Clutch Points app, follow all those. Um, we have betting previews coming out, uh, individual X Factor previews, looking at. Uh, all the matchups, all the news, all the injury updates you could want in the Clutch Points app on clutchpoints.com in the NFL section in both places. Uh, a lot of coverage of NBA games, MLB free agency, college football, getting to some pretty big games down the stretch of the season. So we'll have a lot of that on the Clutch Points website and all your NFL coverage in the Clutch Points app in that section. Yep, check it all out there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. Search for Stabs the Pass. Thanks as always for listening to the podcast, and we'll talk to you next time here on the Establish the Pass podcast.